new faith at the end of it all. We're looking for a faith that is real in Jesus Christ. That's where we're going to begin this journey today. We're looking for the answer. What have we chosen for? Because guess what? If we've been searching, we've been searching for something. And when we've been searching for something, we'll go to the ends of the earth to find what we've been searching for. We'll call a friend. We'll even ask somebody, can you step up and help me out? The word today is going to come from the Psalms passage, First Peter passage, and I'm going to read to you during the course of this sermon, the John passage. The gospel this week, Jesus said many things. When you hear this word, some of it will be so familiar that it will surprise you. But I want you to begin understanding how powerful God is. Turn to your neighbor and say, I had a great week. Some of y'all said it like you really weren't sure that you had a great week and just like, wait a minute, I had a somewhat great week and I had a challenging week and she wants me to say I had a great week. Obviously, she hasn't lived in my house. What do you mean I had a great week? Turn to your other neighbor and simply say, what have you been chosen for? That's the question of the day. We're trying to figure out what purpose do we have in life? Where does God want us to go? But truly, the only person that can answer is Jesus. Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So today, we're going to focus in on we're chosen for what? And the subtitle is simply, because Jesus said so. We're chosen for what? And the subtitle is, Jesus said so. When you saw that search experience, did anything trigger in your mind? Was there something on there that you searched for? Was there some way that you were included in any of those numbers? You don't have to tell me. God knows what you've been searching for. But at the end of the day, the greatest gift that we're searching for is to know why we were made. What did he make us for? What has he called us to do? And what has he purposed in our lives? It is time to find out. And we won't find out in an instant moment. It comes with life and it comes with struggle. It comes with reality. It comes with maturity. It comes through ups and downs and it comes through making decisions. For if the truth be told, the life we're living right now is not what we thought it would be. You gave your life to Christ, you thought everything would be peachy keen, and out of nowhere, trials and tribulations. Out of nowhere, something has snuck up on you and you're not where you thought you would be. You're in that face of disillusionment. You're in that challenge where you say, wait a minute. I called out to God and he said, yes. And this is where Hold up, wait a minute. You said that you chose me for priestly work. You said that you chose me to do great things. And I'm at the sludge plant? Oh, hold up, wait a minute. I've seen people who didn't get 
give their life to Christ and they look like they're doing pretty good. I've seen them. You don't understand. Let me do my comparison study. Do you know the whole story? Do you know what's behind, behind the behind the scenes? Do you want the peace of mind? Do you want what God has set forth for you? Do you want to be purposed and walk in the calling that's upon your life? And you say, well, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Say la vie. Who cares? God cares. I want to share just something that may surprise you. I sent this to my college students when I was over college ministry, and it was called 21 Things I Wish Somebody Had Told Me Before I Turned 21. 21 Things I Wish Somebody Had Told Me Before I Turned 21. I started to get it published, but I said if it gets out on the internet, it might bless somebody. I don't need it to be tacked to my name. These are life lessons. These are moments, because if you're walking in the calling, you got a testimony. You got a testimony of great grace. You got a testimony that God has moved in your life. You got a testimony that spiritual maturity has come with some bumps and bruises. The gray hair that I had didn't come from anywhere. I spent my time on my knees. I go back every day on my knees. I thank God that my knees are still able to go down and stand back up. For the glory of God, we have to remember that the calling doesn't come with easy. I'm preaching to somebody because this has been a rough week. I'm preaching to somebody because somebody's hurt over something that somebody said they would do and they didn't do. He said, I'm calm. I know I'm calm. And you done kicked me to the curb. You say you're in church, but you done left me to lurch. You said you'd be there for me, but you have left me five times waiting on the corner. You said you'd always be available, but the cell phone ain't picking up. 21 things I wish somebody had told me before I turned 21. The first one is God's plan for your life is discoverable, but you can't live it without knowing God for yourself. If God has purposed in your life to be a mighty warrior, you can't depend on your mama's prayers. Your mama's going to pray for you. Your daddy's going to pray for you. Pookie's going to pray for you. But you need to be able to go to your knees for yourself. You need to be able to call out in the middle of the night and say, do you know my name? Do you know he'll forgive you? Do you know he'll still love you? Do you know he will honor you? But will you honor him? Number two, selfishness is a character flaw that you want to discard as soon as possible. Because if you don't discard it, you're giving it permission to eat your lunch. God's plans always supersede your agenda. Some people come in walking in and say, I need everybody to serve me. I'm Diva. I'm Don Cheetah. I'm the man, I'm the sister, I got it going on. Walk and step to me. Uh-uh, ain't no queen of Sheba's here. Ain't no dons and divas here. Because we all gotta come with a spirit of service. We all gotta come with a spirit of understanding. We all gotta bow down and say, what have you called me to do, King Jesus? I'm willing to go there with you. I'm willing to walk through this journey, through the shadow of death. But I'm willing to cry out. Because in 1 Peter, you said that I'm part of a royal priesthood. I know I got my purple, 
I know I got my suave mood. I know I got my glorious clothing. I know I got my heavenly hope. But is my heart in the land of royal priesthood? Is my head with a crown of glory upon it? Do I stand steadfast unto the Lord and say, whatever you send me, wherever you take me, I'm going. Do you allow me to speak quietly and make correction? Or are you just so, I've arrived. I'm perfect in every way. I have no flaws. I'm just great and I'm wonderful. Or do you have a sensitivity in your life? In the school district, they call it teachable. Are you teachable, boo? Do you like life enough to be teachable? Or are you the one that has to have the last word all the time? Are you stuck somewhere in 13? I need my 10-year-old people to come. Anybody who's less than 10 years old, come on down. If you're less than 10 years old, I just need one or two, just right here. I want you to begin this journey with me because I want you to see. If you right here, right here. Go on. These are the ones right here. Mm -hmm. Now I need another one right here, mm -hmm. right here. This is the beginning where the journey starts. Come on, boo, right here. Mm -hmm. You less than 10? If I would ask them, what is God to you? What does God feel like to you? Love? Is God pretty nice to you? Most of the time. At this point, you're, you're rather, your relationship with God is just whatever your mom and daddy are. They your God. You talk to Jesus, but God is close by. God keeps you from the boogeyman, right? God deals with our personal fears because he's just that close, he's just that precious. But this is when we begin the journey. I thank y'all for coming. I need somebody in their teenagers. I need anybody that's 10, 11 to 20, 11 to 20. Come on, come fast, come quick. If you're 11 to 20, come on down. Because you right before I'm starting to talk. You right before, come on down, just get close, right? Sit next to the little 11. Mm -hmm. This is when they start talking a little noise. Amen? This is when they start talking a little noise. What happens between 11 and 20? Their eyes are awakened. And they can get on punishment pretty good, but guess what happens? They also get privileged. They get driver's license. They get a chance to move through life. They get to be rocking and rolling. They count it down. I'm going to be 16 in a few moments. Can I get my driver's license? Because I, I just get places I need to go, people I need to see, things I need to do. They get their first little job. And they find out that FICA ain't their friend. They want to know, whoever FICA is, can I get my money back? No, baby, you paying so we can get a little unemployment and we can get a little health insurance at the end and we can get a little old folks stuff. Because see, we're a little closer to 65 than we sometimes tell. But this is when they begin to think and they discover who is God. They done lost a friend. They done fell out with two or three people. Somebody done called on the cell phone they shouldn't have been calling. They done got in trouble a couple times. But God is still good. Ain't God still good? God gives you grace. He gives you fertility. He gives you skills. This is a superstar track runner. This is a swimmer extraordinaire. But God has given them talents and gifts, and this is when they get to say, hey, it's getting to be kind of, kind of good. But they still see God in the vision of love. Anybody here between 21 and 30? Anybody here between 21 and 30? 
He might, come on, come on, get your cup, come right on, right, right here. What happens in 21 to 30? Responsibility, accountability. Mom and daddy say, you all got a call, and the call got your name on it, and I want you to understand this is about you being responsible. It ain't that I don't love you, it ain't that I haven't called you, it's not that I don't want you to do great, wonderful things. Yes, you're a royal priesthood, but you need a priesthood at your house. This is when your life begins to move and you start to get a resilience and a reliance upon God. And chances are this is when you're trying to be in the discovery zone. Because the scripture says that we are called and we are set apart for our purpose. And you go from just stomp down, love you because I love you, to 20s, you begin asking. What's this love thing about? What's love got to do with it? What is it that you're really calling me to do, King Jesus? What do you mean about a royal priesthood? What is the way, the truth, and the life? Last time I went that way, I got lost. I went up that street, and I had map quests, and I got lost. Some of us view our spiritual journey like map quests. We take it for what it is on paper and we don't check into anything else. We live a life that is literally strangling the purposes that God has for us. Why is that important? Because in this age, in the 20s, you begin to ask the question, what did my mom and daddy leave out? Here it's pure. In this part of life, we begin to question God. We begin to talk to God. What is my purpose? What are you chosen me for? This is the fourth job that I couldn't stand, and my vocation is about to strangle me to death. What have you called me to do? What have you purposed in my life? What do you see in your plans for me? It's not just enough to say, I want to be a royal priesthood, but will you be accountable to the calling? Will you ask God for clarity? Will you seek him in a way? Will you bow down and say, I won't move until you move me. I won't step till you step for me. I won't dance, I won't sing, I won't shout, I won't even go forth unless you give me guidance. Here you have innocence. In your 20s, you have questions. Anybody in their 30s? Anybody in your 30s? Y'all can admit. Because, see, I ain't taking driver's license check. I know some folk in your 30s. Go on or sit on that road back there if y'all in your 30s. Y'all trying to be 20, but I know you're not. Go on with your bad self. You can stay there, mama. I know you're not 20 yet. Been 20, moving from 20, but you're in your 30s. And not only happens in your 30s, but in your 20s, you're asking questions. In your 30s, you really want to know something. As a matter of fact, in your 30s, you know there's a royal priesthood, but if the truth be told, you get a little mad in your 30s. Uh-huh. You said we was going to be delivered from this. And I done gave the last 10 years in the land of poor man and the man up the street. I don't think he know Jesus at all. And he looked like he's doing a lot better than me. I've been dreaming big dreams. I've been going for the big dreams. And I've been trying to find a way, and I'm just asking for clarity. And Lord, where is the breakthrough? Think about it in your 30s. 
What do you have in common with Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ went to the cross in his 30s. Jesus Christ gave his life for us in his 30s. Jesus stepped and said, I will do what the Lord has called me to do. I will become all that you say, and I will go to the cross and die for this life. He sacrificed. But his sacrifice gave us salvation. His sacrifice gave us eternal life. So as a royal priesthood, you have to be willing to say, in spite of it all, I'm going to walk this journey out that you have called me to walk. I'm a walk in holy boldness. I'm a walk in authority. I'm a walk with an understanding that I got enough faith up in here. I'm a mustard seed kind of woman. I'm a handle my business. I'm going to be accountable to the Lord. But even if I had to eat oodles of noodles that I started eating in my 20s as prime food seven days a week, that I'm going to still eat by choice. Because he got me. He's keeping me. He knows me. He's bugging me. He's calling me. He's saying my name out loud. He said, you're a royal priesthood. But this is where the choices of your 20s come to show up in your 30s. This is when the bill collectors over here that you ran from got you in a credit report. This is when you, you plead the blood of Jesus over forgiveness. You want somebody to say, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. This is when you say, please wake me up and make sure I woke up in a new place. Can you give me that place you've been talking about in John? I'm going to prepare a place. Can you bring some of that place down? Most of the time when we hear the John passage, the John 14, 1 through 4 passage, many of us are at a homegoing service. And let me just start it so you, you get an understanding of what I'm saying. It's, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? In our 30s, we need to begin asking the question again, what have you called me for and what do I need to repent for? What are my secret places? What are the decisions that I made in the youth and early seasons of my life that I need deliverance of? Because see, this is pure love. This is questioning love. And this is, I'm called, but I sure wish somebody would answer me. Sometimes in your 30s, you're in the wilderness. Because what happens in your 30s, you move to your 40s. Anybody over here in their 40s? Go on, raise your hand, you go on your 40s. Mm -hmm. You had that wake-up call, you decide to yourself, self, I'm going to enjoy life. I know I'm in royal priesthood. And I can't pay for everything, but that's all right. I'm looking for my royalty earrings. I'm looking for my royalty outline. And our heart is still asking God for a new heart. When we get to our 40s, anybody ever heard of us? What do they call it at 40? Midlife crisis. Anybody ever wonder what a midlife crisis in your Christian journey is? You have loved Jesus all your life, and you don't have no fruit. 
You don't have anything manifesting. You don't have anything burning in your spirit. You don't have any passion about anything. You're just kind of going along to get along. Going along to get along. I'm going along. And you're struggling. You're on your knees every day and you're crying out and saying, Would somebody, anybody, answer my cell phone but Jesus Christ? Back to 21 things that I wish somebody had told me before I turned 21. Avoidance may seem to be easy, but it gets old. Confrontation starts with the person in the mirror. Your parents can tell you a lot. But see, by the time you get to your 30s, you done spent 10 years in your own pocket at least. You're out of college, you done ran out of college money, you done ran out of reasons why you're not back in college. And your mom and dad say, look, you grown now, girl. You grown, boo. You got 10 years, you can make it. Go on. Please, love yourself or something. Don't make me part of your paycheck. I'm not on your bill line. What I do for you, I do in love. But I can't love you like that every week. That's the human side of our spiritual journey. When you get in your 30s, you need to be working on something. But God is working on your heart. He's working on that forgiveness. He's also working on everything about you. When you get to your 40s, your, your priestlyhood becomes about righteousness. But if you're not careful, you'll get to 40 and you'll be faking it. Okay? You'll be coming in the parking lot. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, King Jesus. Praise ye the Lord. Then you get in the car and you run up the street and you look for the person who's 40 and they checking out a 40. Okay, they just left the parking lot and they eyeing down a 40 because they upset about what's really going on and they need to settle themselves. Oh yeah, because I told somebody, I said, if this bar school could really talk, it would tell somebody's testimony. It would tell somebody's story. It would speak something because by the time we get to 40, if God hasn't pricked our hearts and helped us see our purpose, we're almost apathetic. The love that we had here, the challenge and question we had here, the resolutions and the reconciliation that should have took place here. We over here in our 40s. And you ever seen some mad Christians? I know I love Jesus. Can't you tell I love Jesus? Don't I look like I love Jesus? What's wrong with you? Don't you love Jesus? But at every season of our life, God gives us a mindset that says, I offer you hope. I offer you grace. I offer you guidance. I offer you a desire to find your purpose. This little young lady right here on the corner, she's got a gift. Drama is her gift. She's going to be a dramatic superstar one day. Let us speak life into her. These young ladies here, they've got fantastic sports ability. They'll be in the Olympics in 2012. She might be even swimming and beating, breaking all the records. But more than anything, when their body has been transformed, God still has a life purpose for them. These two young men stepped out yesterday by faith. 
They step in a competition that is considered a worldly competition, but they stepped and they mined and they gave praise unto God. And they took a chance. And the Lord said, if you take a chance for me and you're walking in my light and you're walking in my purpose, I'll show you what I can do. They placed number one, not because of anything that we had done, but because they were true to the calling, they didn't fake the funk and they didn't decide to play out. This is where it starts. This is where it grows. By over here, you're nurturing your stuff. But you're mentoring somebody else. You're telling somebody the truth of what it means to walk in the priesthood. You're telling somebody what it looks like to walk by faith and not by sight. You're grabbing hold of somebody and say, I don't know your dream. But God does. He has purposed in your life to be a mighty warrior. I fear that if you don't step into your calling, step into your anointing, you will miss this window. This is your season. Will you step in and let God bless you? Another one, 21 things that I wish somebody had told me before I turned 21. Prestige and power aren't greater or better than peace of mind. But if you never know what peace of mind feels like, if you've never sat down in the presence of the Lord and just said, hold me tight, keep me in perfect peace. Some of us are so busy that we're bound under Satan's yoke that God doesn't even have time to get in. We're busy for the goodness, but we're not still for the greatness. We haven't sat down and got quiet with the Lord in a long time. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but sometimes the choir needs to get on the same song. They need to sit in the same section. They need to know what God is calling them to do. Today is that kind of day. Another one says, know that your soul is not for sale and that your integrity is never negotiable. Don't lie or fake about it. Tell the truth, shame the devil. And then it goes on, number 20 says, many folks have little black books for quick access in life. But be careful of the numbers and the attitudes. Because when you change and step into your purpose, everybody ain't coming with you. Everybody's not ready, but you are not to leave and forsake them and act like I'm an elitist. I'm above all. I've got it going on. Newsflash. We all are a work in progress. And the scripture reminds us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Your name ain't Junior Jesus. You don't even have a J in your name. I know you've wanted to be Jesus and you feel like you're Jesus and you've thought about being Jesus, but you've got to be equipped to walk this call because at the end of the day, he has purpose and he has dialogue and he said to you this day, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You've got to come through me. In other words, Jesus is the man. Jesus is the one who got real focused on his purpose. 
long before he got to his 30s, but he took a stance so that we could have life and we could have it abundantly. By the time you get to your 50s, your 60s, and your 70s, it is a refinement of your purpose. You just living for the glory of God. I know your money ain't correct all the time, but some stuff don't matter no more. If it ain't a matter of life and death, it ain't really that deep no more. So all the words on the screen don't work, it ain't about that no more. Ain't everything got to be perfect, you just been walking out and say, hey, hey, baby, I'm walking in my purpose. I know that I'm a glorious one. I know that he done called my name. I know that I've been made and made new. I know I'm doing something like God say, go ahead with your bad self. Oh no, I can't do that praise and I can't sing that song, but you can do what the Lord has called you to do. Find your purpose. Figure out what you call for. And do it and do it right. Do it and do it with purpose. Do it because your life depends on it. That's why he made you. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the light. Find him, follow him, get to stepping. But do it with love. Because when you want to get over here, you don't want to be sorry about what you did here. Last but not least, God's grace is sufficient. And I want to leave this here. Because the question says, are you willing to ask questions instead of living in assumptions? Because if you don't manage your time, your time will get away from you.